0: Valley has been a happy hunting ground for trainer Rob Heathcote for many years now, mainly due to the exploits of buffering but there's a new kid on the block Rothfire, big victory there on Saturday and he joins us on the line. Good morning Rob Yeah, hey, good morning lads,
1: nice to talk to you. Well it,
0: it took a while um, as I said to Paul earlier we at various stages we thought we might not uh, see Rothfire on the track again it's been a wonderful training feat and the horse, well, he was up there in headlights on Saturday, and it augurs well for a couple of the features coming up at Moonee Valley in the, in the coming weeks and months.
1: Yeah, it does, Jared. An enormous sense of self-satisfaction I got out of that win on Saturday. But we already saw the uh, the reward for our patience through through the Queensland Winter Carnival. I mean, his runs in the victory, the and Ten Thousand, the, um, the Kingsford Smith, and then the the brave third in the Stradbroke. That showed me that, indeed, the horse was back. He could withstand a pretty much a full race preparation, so I had him pretty well going into that race on, on Saturday, and he duly got the job done, and it was just great to see a couple of Queenslanders carrying on the good form that Matty Maddie, uh, Maddie Hoisted and Steve O'Day have already uh, set so far, so it's it's good stuff for us.
2: Rob, last time we had you live on the show, you joined us for breakfast with the stars there the week before the Stradbroke, and we, we asked you about Rothfire, what was different from from previously, and you said, look, he, he's just not as fast as he used to be. He's lost that top-end speed. But you started him over 1,000 this campaign. It was 1,200 last time. Is that a, a sign that you think he may have got that that turn of foot back to what he had
1: earlier in his career? You're right, Paul, because um, not only is his confidence back, because, as I said, we, we got... We got those runs into him through the Winter Carnival and he pulled up sounds. So it's it's enabled us now to, oh, what's, what's the best way to describe it? Fine-tune his program a lot better because I didn't have to do much with his fitness. He had a lot of residual fitness through the winter. He only had the three weeks off. We only gave him a couple of... We only gave him the one trial and that was behind Zoo Style where I was really happy with him. And uh gave him a gallop on the on the course proper here at Eagle Farm a week before he left and that was the Melbourne way of going. He handled that well, he got onto his right Melbourne leg and Yeah, the race just on, on Saturday just worked out a treat. Damien Lane, wow, what a ride, you know, he, he probably won the start and then he just did enough work to have to make zoo style and cool and gather work a little bit harder than they ideally would have liked and then he just stalked them and was too strong at the end and I think on the line he was probably going better than anything.
0: We know the reasons why he spent so much time on the sidelines Rob but would it be fair to say that he's come back he's obviously come back a different horse but perhaps a better and stronger horse?
1: Generally they do Jared, as they get older. I mean he's he's still only a relatively lightly raced horse but I, i kind of like myself and the riders that our confidence has grown as the horse's confidence has grown and that's the most important thing that he's confident to give it a hundred percent and he clearly had to do that on Saturday and as you rightly said it, it goes well going into the Moyer and, and the Manicato the fact that he's already a Moony Valley winner and I, I really feel that I had a gun barrel fresh on on Saturday. I had to, you know, 1,000 metres. And as you say, Paul, maybe that's the reason why he's got that top-end speed back again. But, um, you know, three weeks now to the Moyer, so Mel's already giving him a swim this morning and she said he was bucking his brand off coming out of the pool. So we'll have him nice and fresh and ready to go again in three weeks in the big G1.
2: Okay, so you've made mention there you're going to go back to the valley for the Moyer and your plan was to stay in Victoria. But if you receive any phone calls, and we believe you can now because you found your phone, is there a <laughs> chance we may see him in Sydney in the middle of October?
1: Well, I suppose so. In fact, there's been a couple of inquiries already. And, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, you certainly have to entertain the the, the option of, of getting a start in the Everest. I've had two cracks at it so far, and we haven't lined up yet. But, uh, you know, as, as Ben Dory's article, or Trent, sorry, Trenton Acres' article in this morning's paper, it says that uh, little fish are sweet, but the more is worth a million and the Manicato two million. They're not bad little fish. For those
0: I know who
1: the, sorry. So, sorry, I know the Everest is an exciting prospect, but bloody Nature Strip and Eduardo, they're hard, they're hard nuts to crack those two.
0: Yeah, he's a, a good bit of stuff, Eduardo, isn't he? Well, as his Nature Strip, <laughs> as we saw on Saturday. But, for those who haven't caught up with the story, tell us what happened with the phone.
1: Uh, I left it in well. It fell out of my pocket. And I was sober. It fell out of my <laughs> pocket on Saturday getting out of the cab on my return from Melbourne. I had the trophy in one arm and a, a couple of books in my other arm and it, it just fell out of my pocket in the back seat and as the cabbie drove off. Within two, a minute, I knew it was in that cab. So I panicked. I jumped in my car and I drove to the airport and I walked up and down the taxi line because I couldn't remember whether it was bloody yellow cabs, 13 cabs, <laughs> and There'd be a lot of them there. <laughs> it was one of them. So anyway, I you know, went up and down the cab line and they all said, no, it wasn't us, wasn't us, wasn't us. I said, well, can one of you radio? Someone's got it. And anyway, uh, I, I spent about five hours on the phone Saturday night and Sunday morning and I eventually tracked down the actual cabbie, the cab, the, the fare that he dropped me off at Mean Street and uh, you know, I got it back in the afternoon. He he went he went to sleep for seven hours. He knocked off at five AM, <laughs> went to sleep for seven hours, so I panicked all you don't realise how much your life depends on your phone. But it's a good lesson for me, I'll tell you. How many how many missed calls did you have? I was only hundred and forty. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were texts. There were hundred and forty <laughs> texts and a stack of missed calls.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, just on the Everest, um, from what we saw on Saturday, there's no reason at all why somebody wouldn't snap that slot up. Can you tell us any official uh, official conversations or, or where are we heading with this now?
1: Oh, no, it's still, it's still very early, Jared. I've, I've been down the, the negotiation path a couple of times with, with slot holders. It, it's early days. I know the race is not too far away. What is it, six weeks away? Um, you know, I'm Yeah, I'm 15th just of October. Focus- yeah, I'm just going to focus on the the, the 23rd of September, the, the the Moyer States, and if he comes through that with a, a nice G1 next to his name, I'm sure someone will snap him up. But it's still early days. There's always a lot of... And the fact that, and, and this is what's happened in previous um, slot negotiations, is, is you know, he, he has an issue. He has a soundness issue, but the fact that He's had an arduous winter campaign, four group 1 or three group ones and a group two, and then he's come out victorious against arguably what they thought was Melbourne's quickest horse, Cool and Gatter. And we know Zoo Style, I mean, how incredibly brave he was on Saturday. I mean, he missed the start, worked hard, and gave a strong kick, and we only just got him down. But, you know, in the Congo, they're, they're genuine group class horses, so no, it all goes well for us anyway.
2: Robbie, you also had Prince of Boom go round in the Chautauqua State. Uh, uh, he had every chance. No, he got bloody slaughtered. What did he, he want? He, he
0: was never closer than three <laughs> wide.
2: No, but I, I thought when he, when he got round the straight that he had a chance to quicken anyway. I didn't think he was dreadful.
1: Joe was said, no, the horse ran well. I mean, Craig, Craig got, came in and said, look, he jumped well. I, I would have liked him to have pressed a little more than he did. But as Craig in his defence said, the, there was a ton of speed in the race. He, he eased the horse to, to come back. He said, but when he eased the horse, he, he put the brakes on and little did he know, realised that he's gone back to about third or fourth last, still three and four deep exposed. But he came in and said, look, he had difficulty getting around the valley. He had difficulty on his Melbourne leg, but he said his run was still full of merit. Don't discount him. Uh, I won't be rushing back to the valley with, with Prince of Boom. We'll probably go to Caulfield in a couple of weeks or I may... May just choose to give him a jump out and go go to Flemington for the um, the Gill guy up the straight six.
0: Uh, Rob, just with with um, Rothfire's campaign, you've already identified the Moyer and the Manicato. I guess the beauty of the Manicato is if somebody does pick him up as a slot holder, it's only a few days after the Everest, anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it just it just gives us the options, and the fact that I'm down in Melbourne with him, it's already paid immediate dividends to us it, it simply was to avoid it's been a dreadful time weather wise um i could have taken on eduardo on saturday but i would have struck a heavy track and, and rothfire doesn't like it and you know the valley that wonderful air surface they have it just races so true i mean that it was a soft six on saturday but the boys were saying it was racing like a good four
2: i thought you just prev- you preferred the sandbelt courses in Melbourne. That's why you were taking all the horses
1: to <laughs> Victoria, Rob.
2: Hey, look, you had Star Tontes, another stable star trial last Tuesday. Where are we, When are we going to see her next?
1: You'll see her next Saturday. She'll be racing in the at Rose Hill in what's called the Shiraco Stakes, Phillies and Mares. Set um, weights and penalties over 1,200 metres. Jason Collette will ride once again, and that sets her up for a nice program leading into the Golden Pendant, 1,400 metres in two weeks. And then two weeks to the Silver Eagle and then three weeks to the Golden Eagle. So, yeah, it's it's an exciting program. We've also got the Invitational in there. She's already been invited for that race. I've just got to decide yet. We'll we'll let her form tell us where we best go.
2: Well, it's a busy time for you. And then you've got the summer carnival
0: here in Queensland.
1: Yeah, gee, don't the months fly by. Crazy. you
0: are going to rack up a few uh, frequent fly points by the sound of it.
1: Yeah, I made all my bookings. I've done this before when I had busing up and down to Melbourne, but I've I booked pretty much everything through the spring, and it's just a matter of well, if you don't, you just don't get on the flight. You so out, most yeah. of them are, da- are down and back on the on the day. But our next trip away, my wife and I will go down to Roseville next week, and then the following week, well, the twenty-first, that's the one, Jared, the grand final weekend in Melbourne. You try getting a flight to Melbourne. Oh eh? yeah.
0: Well, I can give you I, one chip. What's that, mate? Buy a chain for that phone and chain it to yourself. Yes, Rob.
1: <laughs> I won't be losing it any time soon. <laughs> after the stressful twenty-four hours I had, I mean, you can't do it. You can't do any banking. All the codes come through your phone, and yeah. And but good. having said that,
0: you've got an ordinary record with banking anyway, or in know you.
1: Yeah. Well, especially with Rodfire, yeah. <laughs> well, don't laugh because i fair warning to your listeners. Two weeks two weeks ago, the air transport company phoned me. Uh, I flew Rothfire and Prince of Boom down to Melbourne. It was $18,000, $9,000 each, one way, and that doesn't include coffee. Jeez. And <laughs> he said to me, you've got to pay the bill, otherwise toll won't fly these horses. I said, yeah, I've got it in my hand. I'll pay it now. As I entered the details into my computer, and just before I hit the send button, I called <laughs> him back and said, are your bank details last three digits, 363? He said, no, they're not. Really? So oh. that was that was a dodgy invoice I had in my hand. I scanned it and sent it to Chris Cowthorpe, and he said, unbelievable, it's my invoice, with just the bank numbers changed. Really? So, that you know, might... I, I was five seconds away from doing another 18. <laughs>
0: well, uh, I mean, the first story was bad enough, but that's another story in itself.
1: Yeah, it... it still goes on out there. Don't ever send money unless you verbally or via text confirm the bank details. But it's out there. It's out there. It's everywhere,
2: trust me. Mm. Good on you, Robbie. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, this is a great story with Rothfire. It keeps going, and hopefully it's not done and dusted yet. Hopefully Group 1 success at the Valley in the Moyer Stakes in a couple of weeks' time. And good luck with the rest of the stable, in particular Star Tontes. Thanks, Rob. Good on you, lads. Always a pleasure.